where I'm leading with this um, is is to a, a new story this week, which we'll come to in a second. But what I mentioned about the whole plan of this conspiracy is to focus attention and to control attention, control perception, thus control behavior. And up to this point, that's been done by controlling information which controls or, or which from the information from which people derive their perceptions, which then manifests their behavior. What we're going into now, um, if, if people don't wake up to it, and, and more and more are, I'll tell you this as a very quick, a very quick aside. After the last three weeks, and, and the, I mean, extraordinary experiences that I've had of a so-called paranormal nature, perfectly normal, just paranormal to program normal, if you follow me. Um, I am more confident than ever that this conspiracy and this control system, which has been working to grab more and more control of human perception, thus human society, I've, I've never in all these years been more confident that it's coming down. And it's not coming down because we fight the enemy. It's not coming down because um, we stockpile weapons. It's coming down through the very means through which we manifest reality. And I'll, I'll go into this. I'm, I'm going to start writing another book very soon which will be the first book of this new direction. And um, I can't wait because of all the, the information that, that's just swirling around my, my mind, my heart as well, um, which is where this kind of real movement of observation has, has taken me out of the head and into the heart. The heart was always there, but I mean, now, seriously, more than ever before. And it opens up, it is opening up a whole new vista of seeing where this is going and how. And how, despite all the five sense evidence there appears to be that says this conspiracy is unstoppable in terms of its goal. Um, it showed me how it could come down, how it is going to come down, in ways that will be magical. Um, anyway, let's let go to this first story, which is all connected to um, what I've been talking about, because this next stage they want to take us into, and they are taking us into at the moment, we'll take it, people who, want, who, who choose to go there into is to go beyond just controlling information and thus controlling perception to actually the perception coming direct via artificial intelligence. 
and they try to get AI into us in every way they can um, so that um, AI becomes our mind, our perceptions, while we go on thinking that the perceptions are coming from us. And uh, I saw this story this week. See, I got there in the end. <laughs> I saw this story this week. Scientists claim to have developed first uh, vaccine, world's first vaccine, with artificial intelligence. And they are selling it as this, uh, you know, great breakthrough. This is how they sell the different stages of this control system unfolding the technological levels of it by telling us how wonderful it is. Oh, well, you know, put microchips in your brains and, and, and you'll all be like gods. Um, no, you will be the gods as they are perceived and they'll do your thinking for you and they'll assimilate you into them. That's what it's all about. Anyway, they're, they're, they're trying to sell this AI vaccine as a great breakthrough. Um, a new flu vaccine designed by artificial intelligence has gone on trial in the United States in what researchers are claiming is a world first. Scientists at Flinders University in Australia have developed what they describe as a turbocharged flu vaccine with an extra component that stimulates the human immune system to make more antibodies against the flu virus than normal vaccine, thus making it more effective. Uh, Nikolai Petrovsky, professor of medicine at Flinders uh, University in Australia and the lead researcher on the vaccine, said that as far as he knew, this was the first time a flu vaccine had been developed using AI that had uh, progressed to a trial in humans. He said that the use of AI had um, accelerated the vaccine discovery process, cut costs massively, and had enabled the development of a more effective vaccine. He said AI streamlined the vaccine development process. Normally, big uh, companies like GSK will screen millions of compounds with thousands of people working uh, week in, week out for about five years. It costs hundreds of millions of dollars. They come up with uh, one lead, he said. By contrast, Professor Petrovsky's small research team had taken around two years to develop this new vaccine with the help of AI. Earlier this year, the World Health Organization warned that better tools to prevent, detect, control, and treat both pandemic and seasonal influenza were urgently needed, including a better vaccine. Everything is vaccines. What do vaccines do? They allow access to your body and your children's bodies. The vaccine against uh, seasonal flu does not offer full protection. The vaccine used uh, during 2017-2018 flu season in the UK had only a 10% efficacy among over 65s and the average of 15% across all age groups. All right. It works then. Because um, the flu vaccine kind of mutates anyway. So, you know, by the time you get a vaccine that's supposed to, supposed to um, be effective against a certain state of flu, it's moved. The Australian researchers created a computer program called SAM, which they taught how to recognize vaccines that worked against the flu and those that did not. <clears throat> they then created another computer program, which Professor Petrovsky likened to a mad scientist to create trillions of imaginary compounds. He then came up with a short list of what was considered to be the most 10 most effective um, targets. So rather than uh, screening uh, millions of compounds, we only worked with a, a handful, he said. AI uses artificial... Um, neural networks which mimic the human brain, recognizing patterns and adapting to change, but it can take in and process far more information than the human brain ever could. Um, 
And uh, Professor Petrovsky said that in 20 years, AI would be routinely used in drug development. Um, AI has progressively uh, been used in clinical decision-making, which drugs uh, should I use for which patient, but drug design has been considered such a difficult thing to do. It thought to be beyond the capacity of current AI, but we've shown we can, we can do that. Um, so there are many elements to this story. First of all, in how artificial intelligence is um, taking over every area of human life that humans used to do and be involved in. And people might think that some of it is, is a, a good development. And, and on the face of it, you, you might make a case for that. But what's actually happening is AI is taking over human society. It's taking over from human thinking all around us. AI is doing things that humans used to do. And uh, even on one level, you know, when you stop using something because something's doing, doing whatever it is for you, then basically that something starts to go to sleep. Don't use a, a, a muscle and the muscle will waste don't use the brain and the brain will basically go to sleep and areas of the brain will start to shut down because not using them. Um, I mean, just, I mean, a simple example of instead of using your brain to uh, um, process numbers, you use a calculator. That's the most simple example. And so the brain's not calculating numbers anymore. The technology's doing it for you. And, uh, so that's one level. Um, and the other is that it's not just AI developing vaccines. Um, it's AI in the vaccines in the form of nanochips, which are far, far, beyond far, too small to be detected and the more that, that, that we can be eternally chipped with this nanotechnology the more those chips then start communicating with sources of information and frequencies carrying that information from outside of us and
therefore you do what we say or you die. That's the kind of, you know, we are dealing with psychopaths after all. Uh, but one thing he said to me in 1997, when nanotechnology really wasn't being talked about then, really, is that they have microchips, they had microchips so small they could be inserted into the body um, in vaccine programs. And, you know, this is the thing about vaccines. I mean, you look at all the extraordinary stuff that's in them, horrible stuff, which, which if you kind of just took a, took a step back um, and looked at it, you'd say, what the heck? What, people are allowing that stuff to be injected into their bodies? What, are they mad? But people do because of the program. And um, so this thing about vaccines, it allows external access by the system into your body. And now we're moving more and more into this whole AI uh, situation. What are they injecting? And what is the effect on and, and what do they ex uh, uh, what's the effect of what they are um, they are putting in there and of course the people that are actually you know pressing pressing the, the uh, pressing the uh, the injection they won't know what's in there they just get a pack and they fit it onto a needle and stick it in your body you've got to go way way down the line before you reach the point of the vaccine process where they know what they, what's actually uh, in them that we don't know, terrible enough what we do know, um, and, uh, and what the effect of
kind of society, and then you, you saw these phenomena, what would you think that they were? You would think they were the gods. And this is where the, this is where basically so many of the perceptions, the ancient perceptions of the gods came from. And they got fused together then as God by uh, these um, one God religions. Uh, anyway, um, so this guy, and it, it's, it's not the usual suspects like um, Ray Kurzweil at Google who's been talking about this for ages. This is another chap. So here's the, um, here's the story. According to one futurist, the next frontier for human innovation is the body itself. No, mate, not human innovation. Human control. In a talk at Fast Company's European Innovation Festival, historian and international best-selling author Yuval Noah Harari said that the human body is on a crash course with technology. It's increasingly hard to tell where I end and where the computer begins, Harari said, as reported by Fast Company. Harari is, uh, is an Israeli, and um, if people just looked into it, they would be shocked at how much of this smart technology phenomenon and this Internet of Things phenomenon, this AI phenomenon, is focused in Israel. A small, tiny country of 8 million people. I suggest that's not by accident, but anyway, I will be um, talking all about that very soon. Uh, and so he said, in the future, it is likely that the smartphone will not be separated from you at all. My God, he could be reading—he could be reading passages from my books, because this is the agenda. It may be embedded in your body or brain, constantly scanning your biometric data and your emotions. Exactly, mate. Merging humans with technology, Harari said, would represent the biggest revolution humankind has ever known. No, Mr. Harari, it would represent the biggest form, the most extensive, the deepest, the most fundamental form of human control ever known. 